Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Difficult Conversations by Supply of the Why. I want to apologize. I know we're, we typically we start right at seven on the button, but uh, there was a tef- technical difficulty or two that I needed to work through. So uh, here we are, starting a little bit late. So it doesn't change the great conversation and the great content that we have on deck for you tonight. So as promised, we have two great gentlemen here to talk about fatherhood and uh, and all the different aspects of it and the pros and cons of of being a an active father in that that you you know sometimes you you are the provider you are the uh, role model which sometimes means that you have to do a lot of the difficult um, parts as far as maybe not being there uh, financial sacrifices and so much more so to talk about that tonight I'm going to bring on uh, difficult conversationalist newcomer Dr. Demetrius Phillips. Dr. Phillips, what's happening? How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to join us tonight. And your first time on the show. I know that you've uh, you've checked out some of what we some of our content. You've been an active participant. So uh, thank you. Tell tell me a little. Tell tell everybody a little bit about why why you why are you the person to talk uh, about about this subject with everybody? Man, it's such an important topic for myself. Um, you know, as, as a father of five children, uh, three boys and uh, two girls, uh, fatherhood got me, you know, and uh, it, it, it continues to kind of teach me new lessons as I go along. Um, but it wasn't always like that. You know, when I first had my, uh, my our oldest daughter, Sayer, it scared me being a, uh, being a new father. So creating a company off of it, you know, established in 2017 to really talk about uh, what you're doing, difficult conversations, but difficult conversation as it relates to fatherhood. Because What's the company called? It's called Dad's Doing It. Okay. Uh, Dad's Doing It started and uh, established it in 2017. And it's about connecting fathers in uh, uh, around the conversation of, of fatherhood. Because as we know, there's no best practices in fatherhood. We kind of learn as we go. So why not create a community of fathers who are, doing, are trying to do the same thing? So that's all, of it. that's all it's about, starting a conversation around these important topics. All right. Well, speaking of fathers and community, let's bring on one of one of the, everybody's favorite panelists and uh, longtime uh, guest panelist, Mike Powell. Mike, what's happening, brother? Good to be back, King. Good to be back as always. Well, it's great. It's great having you back. So, um, this is something you and I we've talked we've talked about this. We've touched upon it in uh, several different episodes. Um, I'm hoping with Dr. Phillips here tonight, we'll be able to, to look at it from a little bit different point of view and uh, and be able to really build upon and, and build upon what we've talked about before and and really put a nice platform out there for people to be able to uh, pull different information from and be able to talk about Dimitri's, his, uh, his new platform of dads doing it. All right. So without further ado, fellas, I want to jump right into the clip if we could. Perfect. Right, and we'll go from there. So stand by. Talk about African-American men and how this movie speaks to them. Pain is passed down from father to son and son to son. A lot of pain in Troy's life is a result of the pain and the damage from his father that he then visits on his son. We have to, as black men, be mindful of that. Sometimes it's unfair and sometimes we take it out on those we love. And, and I'm, 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 I'm guilty of that frustration that we all have. But we have a responsibility and a duty to be fathers, not to just make babies, but to be real fathers. And you can't expect any good to come to you if you don't visit any good on your son or your daughter. So 
Be a man. It's a powerful clip. Very powerful. Very All right. Powerful. So, so De- Demetrius, why don't you start off? Why don't Why don't you tell us a little bit about what, how that clip uh, moves you and and why it's why it's so powerful to you? Man, oh, like we, me, uh, Mike and I were talking about this uh, prior. Anything coming from Denzel is, is easy to get moved, but uh, specifically what his the words that he chose, and and it's hard because I look at my own journey with fatherhood, and as as many lessons that as I try to teach my my kids, especially right now my son, it's hard not to also pass down that frustration as well. You know, how do we how do we get a message out there to to our kids when we see them doing something? without voicing that frustration that goes along with that message, you know? So when Denzel talked about that, that just, that, that clip just moved me, the words that he chose to use and just the, uh, you know, the the stance on that just got me, you know, it resonated with me. All right, Mike, what say you? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of uh, Dr. D. I mean, the, the, the message that he, that he had behind there, uh, Denzel had was, was powerful and it speaks, it spoke to my soul because, uh, just based upon, myself as the way I grew up, um, you know, with, with two brothers and, and a father who try to provide for three, three grown boys. Um, I saw the struggles um, uh, that he went through and I, and I saw that everything uh, he tried to do to provide for us uh, to give us the, the, the best opportunity going forward. And so I take, I take some of what my father taught me and, and I try to, uh, uh, to plant seeds and have that grow and to be better than what um, than what my father passed on to me, and that's what I want to be able to put, uh, to pass on to my son. Um, so his message, uh, again, touched my soul. You know, it's it's interesting, Mike, because you know when I was I I had great you know I was raised by my grandparents, and and my grandparents did a phenomenal job. You know, what I'm saying, and I had some really good role models along the way, but my relationship with my dad wasn't really the strongest, and and I craved that. Right. As 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 an adolescent, as a, as a juvenile, like, you know, as, as a young man, like I crave that, you know, that that relationship. So that's that's what I'm trying to do for my kids, because it's funny. I look at my kids and they also want that relationship, you know, and right now we're having fun. Like I say, being a, being a dad is the, the best job out there. You know, I've had the luxury of having a few different titles, but man, dad is is the best one. You know, it, it really is. So if I could just uh, add my two cents in. That clip, I've seen it a few different times, and it uh, seems like every time I watch it, it hits me a little different, you know, um, depending on the mood, depending on what I have going on in my life, right? So I would say that last time that we just went through that just there, um, the be a man piece really jumps out at me. Yeah. And, and the reason why that resonates with me so much is being, what, you know, being in law enforcement and, uh, and doing what we do and seeing some of the things we see, we see so many people that... Um, that are just not there for their kids. Yeah. And, um, and we see the ripple effects of it because a lot of times um, kids that aren't getting what they need at home, kids that don't live in homes that have any kind of structure, um, they end up becoming clients of us. I also look at it too, you know, it's like, it's a 20, you know, you, you bring up CJ and uh, you know, the pressure that we do. And I think a father provides balance for a family and that balance equates to discipline, hopefully. And, you know, non-undisciplined children grow up to be undisciplined men. Undisciplined men grow up to either find themselves in bad situations, jail, prison, hospital, graveyard, you know? 
So as with, a, I think from an active perspective for a father, you provide that balance, you know, that I think kids so desperately, especially young boys need that balance, you know? So let's talk. So when you, since you went down that road, um, let's talk about our, our daughters. You know, yeah, I think no, it's important for them. I, I think that they need to uh, have strong role models. They need to see what a man really is. Yeah. And, and that will help them kind of, uh, hopefully make better choices with men that they choose to share their life with. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and kind of get a, a, a good glimpse of, of, the, of what can be, as opposed to, uh, maybe settling for what they see more often. Mike, yeah. you have thoughts on that? <clears throat> D, I'll come right back to you. Okay. Well, I, <clears throat> I agree a hundred percent, but I, I think, I think you can even go, um, uh, a little, little beyond that and say, it doesn't matter what your family dynamics are. I think the most important thing, or one of the, the, the more important things in family dynamics is that you have those, those values. Whatever values those are, uh, you have those guidelines, you have those rules, you have that structure. I think that's the, the, uh, uh, the bigger um, picture. And, and like I, I've said before on your show, Dean, it all starts at home. Everything, um, everything starts at home and that, uh, and what they, what they get from the home, they take that uh, into the outside world and, and, uh, and when they do that, they, it, it, their, their behavior or their views either solidify or they crumble. Um, so I, I think, like, I, like I've always preached and I'll, I'll continue to preach, everything starts in the home. All right. D, back to you. You know, uh, my, my oldest, uh, my oldest is, 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 is my daughter. Um, and when she was first born, being a girl dad, scared me being a dad in general just scared me you know uh but specifically being a girl dad scared me and uh so i mean i have learned a lot through this journey um but it, it's it's it was it was terrifying in the beginning talk you know? to me delve a little deeper why why did it scare you well so gr growing up again i had great role models you know my my grandparents were, were, were great you know what i'm saying i saw i lived with my grandparents i saw my grandmother stay at home she was a uh she did daycare and my grandfather, you know, was a supervisor in the factory. So I saw what 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 marriage looks like. Um, but when I went out on my own, my wife and I met, you know, we, we got married, we got an apartment and then and then my, our oldest came. And when she came home, I remember this like it was yesterday. She came home, uh, my oldest daughter, and I was holding her and she was crying and I didn't know how to console her. I legit didn't know how to console her. Like, yeah, they teach you in the hospital, do X, Y, and Z. But you get home and, and like this this is this baby depending on you. So I'm like, I, I, I got nervous. So shame on me. I, I, I put my daughter down and a couple a couple days later, I move out. You know, I move out. I leave my wife and I leave my daughter at home. And I got I, I got I was terrified, you know. So when people talk about dads doing it, why I started it, because I know there's other fathers out there who also get very terrified with fatherhood and need somebody like a community to support them in, the, in that journey. Because man, it got ugly for a little bit. Like I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know how to be a father and, and, it, and it scared me. I got this little person dependent on me. And also I got my wife dependent on me. I just got nervous. You know, I, I didn't know how to do it. And that's, that's a real authentic conversation, you know? So D, D I'm going to stay with you, Mike, I'm going to stay with D for a second. I want to know, a little bit more about that so talk to me about so you move out i move out yeah how, how long were you out and what was the deciding factor to pull you back in 
I was out for I was out for for some time, more than a couple months, more than a couple months. And the deciding factor that that pulled me in was uh, when you have a family, you stay with your family. You know, when you have a family, you make it work. When you're a father, people are dependent on you. You know, there's there's, there's no more of you can't do this. It's figuring this stuff out along the way. You know, so with some proper guidance, some proper information was, you know, hey, D, this is what you need to do. Yes, this is the thoughts and so forth. And it just everything started to work itself back, you know, from 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 that standpoint. But man, there was some uh, there was some difficult times, you know, and it was it's, again, I didn't know how to be a father. So when people say I don't know how to do these things. I totally understand where they're coming from because I was there myself. It terrified me, terrified me. I'm not as terrified now because now, now I got some experience with it. Oh, you know? you're you're a veteran of veterans at this point with five. Yeah, um, yeah, I got some experience with it. So thank you for sharing that, Mike. Um, your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to say, uh, Doctor D, I appreciate you sharing that um, you know that intimate story uh, with us. It, it takes a lot to, to to be honest and open with, yeah. particularly with folks who who you, you may not even met before. Yeah. Um, so kudos to that. To piggyback again off of what you said. Um, I, I, you know, I remember uh, when my son was born and I think I was a different kind of scared. I, I was a different kind of scared because of, um, of the way I was, my personality, as far as, uh, you know, uh, uh, some folks would say I, I'm, I'm detached from my emotions, uh, particularly, you know, uh, ladies that I've, I've, I've dealt in the past. And even my wife, wife to a certain extent would say that. I'm detached from my emotions, and I'll uh, openly admit that. All good. Uh, so I was, so I was scared in that regard because I didn't know, um, I didn't know how how I was going to react react with my son as far as forming a bond, forming that relationship with him, um, connecting with him um, on an emotional level, and, and you know, th thankfully things worked out. I, I didn't I didn't leave the home. <laughs> I stayed there and, and battled uh, it out, but but uh, like to, to your point, Doctor D, you had the wherewithal to come back home, and I think that that's the most important thing uh, is that some some in some family dynamic dynamics, uh, one half doesn't come back home, so you had the wherewithal to do that. So kudos to you, kudos to you. So I, I can relate to you on on being scared as being a, a new father absolutely terrified in the beginning uh, and again a lot of it was due to who i was and the way i was raised uh with a father and, and three three brothers uh, you know it was a lot of a lot of masculinity in, in, our, in our household so yeah. i didn't know how that was going to transform the fatherhood but it worked out good good well let me All jump right. in on this um again I, I thank you for sharing this because i've known you for quite some time uh dr phillips and uh we've never had this conversation. I mean, this is obviously, uh, um, that's a very intimate, um, story that you shared with us and, and everybody else who's, who's watching, uh, who's watching or is going to hear this on, on the uh, podcast version. I want to ask you both this new fathers. Hopefully this reaches some people that are new and the feeling that that sense of being overwhelmed that we all felt. What is your message for new fathers? Um, and as far as, you, you know, what's going through their mind, it's going a million miles per hour. I remember, um, my kids are a little older than both of yours. Um, I remember that feeling of helplessness when my oldest was crying and not knowing what to do and not really knowing if I was feeding her right, or if I was burping her right, 
you know, what the heck is a swaddle trying to swaddle her with a blanket? Like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was afraid to break her at, at times because you know it's just all that all that fear. So, what is your advice for uh, for new fathers? I'll start with you uh, first, D. So, uh, through dads doing it, one of the cool things that I think we do is that you know we put different slogans and different sayings on shirts. Uh, because as we know, when we're out in the communities, it's hard to get guys talking about anything if it's not related to sports, right? So, you know, we see per person out there wearing a, you know, let's say you're a Celtics fan and somebody's wearing a, you know, Celtics shirt or let's say New York Knicks shirt, you're going to engage in a conversation about what you just saw the night before, right? Uh, in, in terms of a game. So one of the things that we do, we put slogans on shirts to hopefully generate conversation. And when you say, when you ask a question that you just posed, what was my advice? Dad's doing, we have a shirt that says entering fatherhood, right? And on it, on the back of it, it says any advice, right? So the hope is that if somebody is entering fatherhood, right, they buy this shirt or have the conversation, it could be another new father talking about their previous fatherhood experience and giving their experience to the person saying, hey, this is what I just went through. This is, you know, this is my thought process. Maybe you should do it this way. Look at it this way and just have those real authentic conversations like this is what to expect. You know, I know we're all different based off our different experiences, but at the same time, it's kind of around fatherhood. So, we, you know, we're hopefully sharing, you know, some of the some of the best practices, so to say, you know. Uh, so that's one of the ways that dad's doing it is trying to approach that conversation. All right. Mike, any advice yeah. that you would give new fathers? I, I think if if I was to give advice to new fathers, I, I think that the advice that I would give them that I, I feel like made a difference um, with me is, 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 is if you have the ability to take time off of work and spend that time with your child, particularly at a young age or uh, at the, you know, a newborn child, I highly recommend that if you are able to take the time off of work and spend that time, just like mom does, spend that time with, with your son or daughter uh, and bond with that child. It, it was, it's, I feel as though it has been, extremely uh, successful on my part uh, in my situation um, and, and you know and, and folks that follow me on social media know that uh, that my son and I had this extremely incredible bond and I and I, and I attribute that to um, the little things and I and I say the little things is your son or daughter uh, and again based upon personal experience they don't need that expensive toy you know what they need they need your undivided attention they need you to, to be with them in that moment uh when they're going through that tough time and you can talk them through talk them through or talk them out of certain situations um i think that is what is important particularly at a very young age from birth until you know the age of seven that brain is still forming it's molding um it's very pliable so that is that time that you can really get your bang um, the biggest day. I, I, I love that. That is fantastic advice. Um, I'm going to throw mine in. Uh, mine is this is don't feel like you have to figure it out by yourself. Put your ego aside and talk to people that have kids. Hopefully you have somebody in your circle that'll tell you, Hey, listen, I went through the same thing. Don't do what I did. You know, don't do it this way. I learned through trial and error that maybe this wasn't the best way. Um, maybe you should try this now that I, you know, now that I, you know, I'm three kids deep. Um, Demetrius is, is five kids deep. Mike, you you have one. Um, it, it, you know, talk to people that are in that are in similar circumstances because you're going to get good advice. And I find, in my personal experience, 
I haven't found that anybody gives you poor experience, a poor, um, poor advice when it comes to dealing with kids. Everybody gives you hot felt advice. It might not be right for you, but typically, even if it's people that you don't necessarily, you know, always agree with, typically people will give you their best possible advice, um, for how to deal with your kids and, and how to cope and, uh, with what, and what, with what goes on and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but you, you touch on, you touch upon a couple of things and, you know, typically, you know, in families, you know, people look at the male as, as the provider, you know, so how do you guys balance being the provider for your family, financial provider, but also being there as a father, you know, Mike, how- you, Mike, you go first on this. Cause we, cause we have very different answers. I, I think. So your question is how do we balance the time with being a father and supporting yeah the whole financially you know being the provider financially uh for your family but also being you know the the dad that we all want to be right how do you balance that yeah and i think i think that um my situation is a little different from from other folks is is that uh i'm fortunate enough my wife and i both work so financially we're, we're okay. And we're able, we, we only have one as opposed to somebody who has five. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my answer may be uh, very different to somebody with, with uh, under different circumstances. But for me, I think the way that I balance that is uh, particularly at, at long days before I leave, uh, before I leave for a long day, I, I would tell my son, son, Hey, listen, dad's going to work a long day. I, I won't see you. I probably won't see you before you go to school. Um, so I'm going to spend some time with you now. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have small talks. We'll, we'll bond in that. And again, you don't need a tremendous amount of time. You just need, uh, you just need to be there, uh, there with him or her at that particular moment, um, and, le- and and allow him to understand why you're doing what you're doing, why you're working, why you're supporting, um, um, or, or or you're doing what you're doing to support his future. Um, the family's future. So if you give him, um, if you give him some of those whys, uh, you know, I think your child will be receptive and understand why maybe you've missed functions or why you're not there. And, and you know, my son has has, has experienced uh, me on several occasions when I just didn't give him the amount of time I wanted to give him because I was taking an exam. You know, at this particular time, uh, at this particular point in my life. Uh, you know, I'm pursuing my master's degree, which takes up uh, a tremendous amount of my uh, my time. You know, Dean, I'm speaking to the choir. I know you have your master's. Uh, Dr. D, obviously, you have your doctorate. So, uh, again, to you, gentlemen, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir, but that requires a tremendous amount of time. But but with that being said, the sacrifice is worth it because because when your child or your children see you, see what your uh, the effort that you're putting into it, um, they'll appreciate that when you tell them, son daughter education is important but yeah. how can you tell them that if if they don't see you doing the same things that you're preaching to them about so um again i, I think i went off on a tangent but but that's my that's my no, skill no i i, I appreciate it. i'll jump in on the same question so in my house um i i i guess we're more of what you would call a traditional um set up where uh, you know for me I, I i am um the the main um breadwinner and uh i've also had to I've, I've also went back and gotten my bachelor's degree when my uh when my first two were little and then my master's degree so i got my bachelor's degree at 36 and my master's at 43 okay 
Um, so that was extremely difficult having to juggle being, you know, working because being the main income. So working all those hours, which means I'm missing a lot of things because we all know when you work for somebody else, what are we doing? We're trading time for money. Yeah. Right. Opportunity costs, opportunity costs. And that, and that is a tough balance as a father. My father used to call it the crisis of fatherhood because, you know, back when, when it was, it was overwhelmingly the fathers were the breadwinners in the, in the family. Um, he called it the Christ of fatherhood where he just didn't have the opportunity to, to go to games, practices, things like that, because he was, uh, he was constantly working or recovering so he could go back to work. Um, so I lived like that a little bit um, for uh, a lot of my oldest daughter's um, childhood, a decent amount of my son's childhood um, and almost my entire younger daughter's infancy and uh and toddler and when she was a toddler so i have more time now but it was because of that work i put in um that allowed me to be to ascend to positions where i'm making uh i, I make a better wage during my 40 hours a week than i did before where yes i had the opportunity to make similar money but i had to be away so much more so it was um it, it was very difficult to do that and i just want to touch upon one more thing too is and just restate the goal the goal of fatherhood I know my father's goal for us was to have us ascend and do better than he did. And I know that I am certainly trying to uh, lay the groundwork for my children to be able to do more for their families if they decide to have them or even themselves than, than, uh, than, what, than what, what we've been able to provide for them. That would be the ultimate um, success and the ultimate, that's my ultimate goal is to have my kids be able to, uh, to live a little bit freer and to have a little bit more of what makes them happy in their lives than uh, than I've been able to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope I answered. Did we answer your question? No, you did. You did. I mean, again, it's being able to strike that balance, you know. And my wife and I too. My my, my wife, you know, she she works forty hours a week as well, you know. And uh, and, and we're obviously we're in this together. And and it's funny because like you know, it just comes down for me and and and, and our really in, in our marriage, it's just it's it's communication, you know. Like you said. Like being up front with the kids, hey, listen, dad has to go do X, Y, and Z. You know, one of the things I credit my grandfather with uh, for, I credit my grandfather for, is teaching me a strong work ethic. You know, my grandfather, like he was, you know, he was like back in it, he was, he's a worker, you know, had surgery on his foot, was still going to work, didn't, you know, didn't barely miss days of work. You know, that was that area that he grew up in. That's, you know, that, that's what, that's what they did. So I take a strong work ethic, you know, from, from, from my grand, from my grandfather. Um, and I'm learning how to do this fatherhood thing, you know, as I go along, you know, so. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, and I think something else that goes into that, um, because I've, I've found myself in certain situations where I've, I've come home, um, and I'm exhausted. I'm extremely exhausted and you know, the, the son wants to hold a conversation or he, or he wants to read a book or read a book. So, so whatever the case is, I think it's important for for parents to meet to be mindful that uh, that they should they should tough it out and take that opportunity to still to still bond at that particular time, even though uh, you, you know and not get frustrated at the situation because you're tired. And, you know, whatever the case is, I think it's important to be mindful of that um, because uh, you're not going to get those moments back, and, and you're 
kids are like sponges, you know, kids, kids soak it up and they, they remember those little things. And, and again, I, I really feel like uh, the way I've, in, I've invested a lot of my time and made it meaningful was just like I literally, no, no electronics, no TV, no book, just sit down and have a conversation. You know, just sit down and talk. Just sit down and be with that with, with that child at that particular moment. And I'm telling you, it, it's I feel as though it's worked wonders for, for my son, our relationship. Um, and, and I encourage all new parents or not even new parents, but just parents in general to, to, to soak that in and to really actively be involved in listening to your son or daughter when they're trying to have a, a conversation with you and be with you in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, gentlemen, believe it or not, we're almost up on the half hour here. So I was uh, – I just want to throw it out, like, to this. Mike, I, I envy your ability to do what you've done with your son. I think um, what you've done, it comes from a couple things. It comes from maturity, you know, being maybe a little older when you when you decided to have your son. I think that that's huge. Mm -hmm. I think that you were in a, uh, in a better place um, financially than a lot of people were. And that's all, again, that's part of maturity, making sure that you are ready or as ready as possible to um, to be able to, you know, do what needs to be done in order to have a stable environment uh, for your children to, to not just to be able to exist, but to be able to thrive. So uh, kudos on that. Uh, so Dr. D, want to go to you for the last word. Any last word, any projects, anything else? How can we follow you on Dad's Doing It? Absolutely. So uh, Dad's Doing is in the process of, of launching our website. It should be up in about a week, week and a half or so. Uh, just wait, putting on the finish, uh, finishing touches on it. And uh, you can always hit me on Facebook, Dad's Doing It, and also uh, uh, Instagram and, and Twitter, uh, Dad's Doing It. Um, the whole goal of this is just to create a conversation amongst fathers about how can we best tackle fatherhood, right? And I'm hoping to reach those fathers who were similar to me at that time where they didn't know, you know, whether to leave or stay or, or whatever, I want to, I want to speak to those fathers, right. And as, and, and create that conversation of positivity and look forward to fatherhood and tackle this journey together, you know? Um, so everything I do is, 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 is about creating or getting that message out there. Hey, let's dad's being dad, dad's being dad. Let's talk about this as we go. Awesome. I just want to ask one question. Is there a potential for mentorship for young and new fathers? Yes, in the works. That That's in the works. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, that's folks. Works. Well, you heard it from the man. You know, dad's doing it. Check it out. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great concept. And, uh, and I also, you know, his friends at Supply the Lie, we fully support um, that project. Mike, what's going on with you? So, uh, so I, you know, right now I'm just focused on, on, uh, on education, uh, trying to get where you gentlemen are. Uh, which is taking um, taking a lot of my time aside from my full time job. So um, that's that's what I'm focused on, one goal at a time. I think what I would like to leave folks with is is this, and this is very very important um, for everyone: is modeling the behavior you expect in in them. So as parents, as adults, you need to model the behavior that you expect in young people. You need to model the behavior that you ex expect your son or your daughter because it matters and i'll leave you with that mike profound words i'm going to leave you with some unsolicited advice mike and it's based on what you and and uh and and dr d have mentioned throughout the uh the entirety of the show i encourage you and dr d you tell me if you disagree with this when you graduate that you go to the graduation you participate fully 
If you earn any regalia, you wear that regalia. Anything that you can do to, comm to commemorate that moment because you never know what that's going to mean to your son as time passes on. And as evidence of this, I know if either one, I don't know if either one of you follow my personal Instagram, my daughter, my oldest daughter, just out of the blue, shared a picture of her and I on the day that I received my bachelor's degree. Just out of the blue. It wasn't a conversation, anything. She and remembered that, it, huh? And, and that, but that's the importance of making sure, that's why we do this. Like you said, we want to set the example, right? We want to yeah. set the bar high. I think one thing that we don't, we haven't been doing enough of as fathers in general is I don't think that we set the expectations for our kids high enough. Yeah. You know, if we set the bar too low, then then that becomes what they what they expect of themselves. Yeah. We have to start expecting excellence of our children, demanding excellence of our children. And to Mike's point, we have to uh, we have to embody that in our, in our in our actions. So, Mike, when you get your degree, make sure that you take part in all the festivities that you can, and make sure that you involve your uh, your son in all of that because it'll be profound down the line. Go ahead, Mike. Anybody? Nope, that, that was it. Uh, that was it. I appreciate, uh, again, I, I appreciate you having me back on, Dean. It's always a pleasure, and, and uh, uh, welcome to the show, Dr. D. Uh, thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate it, and uh, Dean as well. I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to being on again very soon. All right. Fellas, thank you so much. Everybody, that's going to do it for us here tonight. It's been another great episode of Difficult Conversations, a little bit different twist than what we normally do. But we're hoping that when you reshare this this episode and it finds its way to the people that need to hear this message, that this changes somebody's lives. Um, so again, if you like this, please share it. And if anybody has any questions and wants to reach out to us, hit me up and supply the why, and I'll make the appropriate connections. So that's going to do it tonight, folks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. And as always, hashtag supply the why. Take care.